Hello, how's everybody doing? Hope you are doing well. My name is Andrew Kuhn, Focus Compounding, sitting in our hotel room in Ohio, sitting next to Jeff Gannon. Jeff, how's it going today? It's going very well, Andrew. How's it going with you? It's going great. Hope it's going great for everybody else. Hope everyone is having a great week. If this is the first time that you are tuning into the the Focus Compound Podcast, which happens to be the number one value investing podcast in the world. Make sure you hit the subscribe button both on YouTube and the podcast side of things. If you're not following me on Twitter, what are you doing? Follow me at Focused Compound. I haven't been too active since we've been on the trip. Oh. Huh? Oh, I don't know what that's all about. Okay. Yeah, I know. I've been, we were talking yesterday and I was like, uh-huh. we've been very busy on this trip. Okay. Yesterday, uh, today is Sunday when we're recording and I slept in until mm-hmm. about 1130 a.m. today okay and i was like i feel like this is my first time all week sleeping because we left you know on monday and it's sunday mm-hmm. and um it's hard for me to sleep in or even sleep in general when i know i have something to do the next day and this was our first day pretty much all week that we just haven't had anything to do right right or on a time schedule we did go do stuff that uh we want to do in this area but after i woke up but yeah so i finally got a uh, a good night's sleep and we're just going to spend this podcast talking about i guess our experience okay. uh, with this trip we have another week um uh, we started in nashville and we went from nashville uh to west virginia mm-hmm. west virginia to uh, uh well we did west virginia pennsylvania ohio back and forth across the border yeah, many, as we say, we, we've been all over the place <laughs> yeah we've been everywhere we've been nowhere we're like a ghost yeah yeah and, and then uh <laughs> and we'll be uh and the rest of our trip will be going from there down south and then, we went to Pennsylvania. yeah, the, the, yeah. Pe- we we're in pittsburgh for, right we're in pittsburgh and then we came to ohio and then we're going to go to a few other areas basically maybe. down towards washington dc then down towards Atlanta, and then over back to dallas where is where we start exactly which will be next sunday i'm sure is when we'll um arrive back in dallas but and there were things we planned to do and we did not because some uh things changed with covid and stuff so exactly we never went into the new jersey new york states connecticut those states and that's what i was going to say so we always talk about why we like to drive Mm -hmm. on these you know research trips got about trips because we're on our own schedule and if we have to diverge and shift course a little bit it's not the end of the world and we always do have to diverge that is true we were going to go to new jersey yes which is jeff's home place and we got a text from Mrs. Gannon. Mrs. Gannon. I got a text from Mrs. Gannon informing that's, that's us. That's my mom, not my wife. That, yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> okay. Informing us um, the new, uh, you know, COVID precautions going on to New Jersey, pretty much suggesting don't come to New Jersey. So we said, okay, fine, we'll go to Ohio. Um, so we're in Ohio now. And it's great because we're like, well, there's some companies that we could visit over here. It was a little bit out of the way, but now we could do it. So mm-hmm. I think that adds to, you know, just being able to be flexible. And if you drive yourself, you're able to be on your own schedule. It's not a big deal. Yeah. And we have plenty of people cancel on us. And uh, we also have plenty of people say, oh, yeah, I can do it now. Mm-hmm. So that's an advantage for both of it. Yeah, absolutely. So we're in Nashville. We uh, drove around the city, you know, spent a lot of time there. Um, uh, was looking at uh, a few different companies there. We were able to meet with investors. That's probably one of the best things about yeah. um, you know, going on these trips is really telling people where you're going to be and then if they reach out and they would like to just talk about stocks. You know, even if it, it's not... I mean... I think the people we meet up with are probably excited to meet with, you know, us because of the podcast or they followed you for a very long time. But it's just as exciting for us to, you know, talk to them about what they're doing and try to learn about, you know, whatever they're investing in and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. So Nashville, we met with management in one case. We saw a site without being able to meet with management in one case. And then we all spoke to an investor, by which you mean someone who invests in stocks and things and stuff. So we have some different ones that way where sometimes we have meetings 
with people who might invest in our fund or whatever, who are investors or whatever. That's fine. That's nice. We don't have a lot of that on this trip. And then sometimes we meet with people who uh, are portfolio managers of some kind or whatever like that, who are more stock pickers, and then we can talk stocks with them. And that's always my favorite uh, thing to do. Yeah, generally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we went from so we did that. We met with management. Uh, we saw a site. Uh, uh, we also, and in that case, we talked to someone who is an author of a book that we uh, that I'm think I mentioned it in a previous podcast, if we we're did. doing these podcasts the right order. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I enjoyed that book. So yeah, that's um, uh, Capital Allocation, his Financial History of a New England Textile Mill, 1955 to 1985. Yeah. And he's so probably going to, the author's going to come on the podcast. We're going to probably yeah. make a series out of it. Yeah. But we, we did see him in uh, Nashville. And I actually uh, read the book a couple times now. By the time you're hearing this, I've read it a few times um, because I don't have that many books around with me <laughs> on this trip. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we did that in Nashville and we um, left Nashville and we ended up in Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, oh, well, we're, 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 yeah, but we, we went spent to West quite Virginia a lot of time first. in West Virginia. Yeah, I wish we actually stayed in West Virginia because we weren't in Pittsburgh for a very long time. No. Uh, so, yeah, because some things got canceled and stuff with Pittsburgh. We could have stayed in West Virginia a much longer time. Mm -hmm. And West um, Virginia was first time there for both you and myself. Uh, technically, I've been to West Virginia before, but yeah. First time staying there then overnight, right? No, I stayed there. Oh, okay. Just not that part of West Virginia. Okay. Yeah. Right, I'm from, from New Jersey, so West Virginia's not very far yeah. away from that side, but yeah. Well, it was beautiful. And we didn't end up, we were supposed to meet with um, a manager, and that's a I gotta be careful what I say. It's not. It's not a. It is what it is, right? I mean, right. there's a lot of people because of COVID and everything. They may be um, more reluctant not to meet. Right. Not in West Virginia, generally. Yeah. They, I did very, see very one few, mask in West yeah, Virginia. Yeah. Very, not very one. few COVID cases in West Virginia. I think it we may have been the last state to get a COVID case and all that. So, uh, very little of that. Whereas in Pittsburgh, there is a lot. Yeah. So I think that was some reasons for why people don't meet in uh, Pittsburgh and stuff. Whereas in. Um, in West Virginia, it was, yeah, it was interesting to be there. It could have been a good home base, except for the fact that it, uh, which is why there aren't as many businesses there and stuff, is uh, too far from major metropolitan areas, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So it actually, uh, of the places we stayed and stuff, it was the nicest and and for the money and stuff place that we stayed by far. Yeah, it was a good time. I didn't yeah. even want to leave, but we left there. Yeah, and we, we had to leave there to go. We kind of drove over a few different states and we ended up in Pittsburgh and we actually were able to meet up with Dave Waters, which was a lot of fun. He met, Alluvial, met for, yeah, and OTC Adventures. Yeah, OTC Adventures. We met for coffee. We got Colombian mm -hmm. coffee, the three of us, and we sat down and chatted for a little bit about stocks, and we were definitely very appreciative of Dave taking out some of his time on a yeah, Saturday over by to meet the, with us. Um, the Pirates uh, Stadium there. Yep. yep. Yeah, so field. we were really, we weren't even there for, I mean, maybe 24 hours. No, not even 24 hours, right? We had plans to meet with management there as well, and yeah. then that fell through. Um, so, you know, we did what we did, and we uh, met with Dave, drove around the uh, neighborhood of where the headquarters is, just to kind of get a feel for that. And mm -hmm. maybe we that's a good example, right, of okay. what we were doing. Because it sure. did turn out to be productive, because we also, you know, we were able to take something away from it. Yeah, right? so maybe we could talk specifically about that and what we're looking at stuff. So as a weird example, for instance, I did still want to see something in Pittsburgh, as an example. Um, we could go over each of these things and stuff, but we'll use Pittsburgh as an example. We weren't going to meet with management there at the time we knew that. That. And it wasn't a sight to see a um, uh, interacting with the public, mm -hmm. but you could still see where their headquarters was. And I had had a concern for whatever the kind of business it was in Pittsburgh and stuff that the businesses it competes with are generally located 
in um, much more desirable cities for young people coming out of college to live in. Silicon Valley, think stuff like that. Yeah, Technology. yeah I was saying, yeah, San Francisco, Austin, uh, Brooklyn, New York, places like that are where some of their competitors are. And uh, much more expensive cities than Pittsburgh, but also perhaps more attractive to young people coming out of some colleges. Now they have some colleges around Pittsburgh and stuff and they could attract people from the local area, but it would depend on like, I really wondered if they would take a job there versus taking a job in other places. Sure. Yeah. And um, then we saw where it was and everything. And we and so we get a better feel for whether that's true and whether that concern is is a real concern and stuff like that. And you also get, a concern, uh, get an idea for where Pittsburgh is versus other things. That way, how far away it is from everything, stuff like that. Um, and, uh, you could figure some of those things before, but sometimes we found things in our trip where I would say it confirmed what my thoughts were. And sometimes it was very different than what I thought. Um, with Pittsburgh and stuff, it confirmed my thoughts about the, the both attractiveness of the location and why it would be a good place for the company to have it, but also the difficulties of recruitment for some things for certain kinds of people and stuff. I think both of those it reinforced Mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. Yeah. So we left Pittsburgh and then we ended up in Ohio where we currently are now we're going to be here until um tuesday and then we're going to leave and continue on with our trip i did tell jeff i really do like ohio and this is i grew up in a town hampshire illinois six thousand people Mm -hmm. um suburbs outside of chicago probably about i don't know maybe 45 minutes to an hour now people can look at everything about your history yeah they've got your they got your full name they've got where you were born should i give them my social security number too pretty much giving them almost that yeah i know and six thousand people i grew up Mm -hmm. in like a farm town Okay. Yeah. And I never realized how much I enjoy the terrain of like trees and greenery and everything. Because even okay. in Dallas, you look and it's just homes everywhere. There's like, there's yeah. like nothing there. There's and not you were saying that when you moved from New Jersey, that was something that was kind of different for you as well, right? You miss like the big trees and stuff like that. And just like more like established terrain. Yeah. It was odd being in parts of West Virginia and being like, oh, this looks a lot like New Jersey in terms of the look of the place. Yeah. Um, and Ohio and, and places like that. Uh, now the towns and stuff totally different, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're in Ohio and we are here for a few days and we were able to be productive. And one thing that I did say on, um, I think the video that we did was we are always able to maybe let, let's say we always look around us to see if there's a competitor of a business that we own right? where you can go. So like, let's say we own a movie theater, for example, mm-hmm. and we, you know, go and stay somewhere in Ohio. We'll look in the general area to see if there's another movie theater that's a, a competitor to our company. It, just mm-hmm. to really get ideas, kind of like know the business through and through and I, I, take stuff away from yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, how many did we go to this time in that category? Three, this hypo- hypothetical theaters? Hypothetical probably theaters. Probably like three or four. Yeah. Three or four, yeah. Yeah, so we do that, visit those sites that way. Um, so that's something where you can see that it, because you can see it like a customer would yeah. that way. Yeah. And then, um, in, and then in other cases we can see things, uh, because of the importance of the town and stuff. So for some kinds of businesses, it matters a great deal. Uh, for some, we look at the land they own and stuff, but in other ones, it's like, it serves the community in some way. Mm-hmm. So I've talked about those before that could be things that local, it could be local, like in the sense of movies and restaurants and clubs and whatever things, it can also be things like banks and, and stuff like that. Um, because those depend so much on the local area. And unless you know a bit about seeing the area, you don't have a real feel for that. And we talked a little bit about that in our Nashville one, where we talked about like how Nashville is booming and stuff and mm-hmm. those sorts of things. And likewise, we were in par- parts of um, Ohio and Pennsylvania where that was not the case. And it was clear that some of the properties owned there um, had probably the the population density may have decreased a bit. And certainly the 
income levels had decreased over time and the ages had gone up of the people in, around some areas yeah. versus what it would have been 40, uh, 50 years ago, let's say. Yeah, we've seen a couple of towns like that. It's kind of sad to see where maybe steel was important to the town or coal was important yeah, to the town. Yeah, several of those were steel and coal. Oh, and a little bit was fracking. Yeah, yeah, or fracking, you know, maybe 30 to 40 years ago. And I'm sure 30 to 40 years ago, maybe the town was, I'll say, booming, but, you know, doing okay. Mm -hmm. And everyone worked at the mill or did whatever. And when that has gone away, it's like we've seen two or three different, probably even more. And it's just, it's much more run down, I guess you could say. So it's kind of, it's sad to see, you know. Yeah, and we went to one other place, which is the opposite, where I thought it would be... um, the land would be much less valuable and things like that because from satellite images and from maps and things like that, I knew it was in the middle of nowhere, but it was sort of a hub for lots of other people coming around to it and more recent and stuff. So actually it was interesting to see that it was much more of a centralized population center than I ever expected. Mm -hmm. However, very rural micropolitan, right? So, so a tiny city that serves a very rural outlying area, but everyone has to come there to go to the Walmarts and the Home Depots and the things. Mm-hmm. And so that was different than what I expected because that was not obvious actually from looking at um, maps and things. It just was obvious that it was in a very, very rural place. And the counties it's in is very rural, but the city itself sort of isn't. Mm-hmm. What have been some big takeaways for you on this trip? Have you considered it productive? Have I considered it productive? Yes, I've considered it very productive because for different reasons. But like we were able to talk to management. Or I shouldn't say management. We were able to talk to several people lower down in the organization. So executives who are not actually the CEO or the chairman. And those often are the best. Yeah. So the heads of different business units, basically, and, and sort of second in, in um, charge of different business units and stuff like that. And that was very, very useful. And I always find that useful. So mm-hmm. that's yes. Uh-huh. Um, anything that is dependent entirely on a town or something uh, seeing that is very useful yeah um and a couple ones mixed bag with land things we saw three different things with land and it was a very mixed bag in terms of what i found versus what i expected um do you think you could have found this stuff from a google search i think my opinion so i think in one case my opinion moved up materially in one Mm -hmm. case it moved down materially so that's good and in one case, it was within the range of kind of what I expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But that's good, though. Yeah, although in the case, of, yeah, yeah, it is good. And in the case of one that I kind of was the same as what I expected, um, I see the potential that 10 years from now, it, it may be a lot more valuable. I didn't realize how much the city was encroaching on that area it, from Google searches and stuff that wasn't obvious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that could really change. I don't know if it will for the company and stuff, but there's, I have no doubt it'll be a lot more valuable that land in 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the town being very important, that's a big takeaway from you. It's very important. Well, it's very, very important if you're looking at things that are land. You got to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how you can invest in something that's land without like seeing it and stuff. I mean, I've done it because I can't Where there's get land, to it in some cases. land involved. We're not talking like just a full on land play. Correct. Yeah. No, I'm mm-hmm. saying like this example of what we're doing, but yes, anytime yeah, there's yeah. land involved. Yeah. But oh, and then other things. I mean, unfortunately, we had one where we couldn't see it, a bank thing that we couldn't see and we would have seen that area. But in other cases, you know, you can see things. I would say definitely that's true for. Anything that's a very local business mm-hmm. um, that serves the public there. So definitely, I, I always think that's true with banks that you have to see the area that they're in. Yeah. Definitely. And then also being able to separate out the two of what time we're in, right? So when we were in New Jersey, and we're not even thinking about investing in village supermarkets, but I want you know we want to see it because a we talk about it a lot. You mm-hmm. have invested in it, and I you know keep up with the thread, right? We would have Berkshire. S- so mm-hmm. and you did tell me like I do have to caution you though that what you are going to see probably isn't like a normal thing. I mean, their earnings came out and they were up how much percent? I mean, they about 100. 
important and yeah. incredibly busy, yeah. right? So it's yeah. being able to separate out the two of what's going on right now from yeah. like a macro level or whatever. Right. When we were going to be in the New Jersey area, we would have been able to see some ARC restaurants locations, not just in New Jersey, but all around there from yeah. New York down to D.C. And we would have seen um, supermarkets there. And it would have been good. It would have been great to see those things. And those are very important things to see in person. So those are some very, uh, those are some pretty big supermarkets. And there's some really, really big restaurants. And so they're key to actually see them in person. Um, it's not like a chain that's repeating the same thing in every location. You know, it's not like if you've seen one Chipotle, you've seen most of them. Um, but it's something where there's very big locations and locations are important. Unfortunately, we couldn't see those at all because of COVID. But even if we had, obviously, restaurants, casinos not operating normally and supermarkets not operating normally in that area because they're an essential business and all the non-essential businesses are shut down. So they're actually have way more volume than is normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think the question on everybody's mind is how annoying am I to travel with? Uh, I'm glad this isn't a video podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So you can't see my face reaction. Uh, No. um, I think we... Do Come okay. on, we travel great together. We're I think about. I think we do. I think we do okay. You're good. Co-pilot. I think I think we um, uh, we know how to deal with each other in a way that doesn't um bother the other person or however you want to put it. Right? I would definitely agree with you, that. You'd say that you're yeah. aware of that. Yeah, yeah. I, I would so, definitely agree with that. Yeah, we yeah we don't have a lot of things where we uh, argue about something or whatever. No, that is definitely true. So, um, from here, so it's Sunday. We got mm-hmm. a whole nother week on the road. A bunch of stuff planned, which you know we're hoping is going to. Um, you know, happen. If not, then we'll just do what we do and pick up and go on to the next thing. Um, so when we did take the shift, right, I thought it was interesting because we're like, well, we could go here. And then we were thinking of, I mean, you were thinking of, you know, all the companies that are in the area. Right. Right. And lo and behold, this idea that we've been, I guess, studying maybe the past couple days right. or whatever, it's now it's a very interesting idea. And this is some sure. stuff that we're like, wow, if we never even took this detour, we never would have even been talking about it right now. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just, we, uh, there was something and I said, it. I said, um, look, we're going to be in the area and I don't think this is something I'd invest in, but I can tell you it's one of the cheapest things I've ever seen. So I kind of feel like we should see it, you yeah. know? And sometimes I'll say that like, um, you know, uh, probably we want to invest in this, but there's something about it that you just have to see it. And, um, I mean, there was something else in our trip that was kind of like that, where we had planned it out to go there. But same thing, where I was like, this looks astoundingly cheap by the numbers that I do on it. So I just have to make sure that it's not like, uh, that there's not really weird reasons why it is. Like, I have to see the area and make sure that it's really, it's really there and there's people around it and stuff. But, uh, yeah. And, and in some cases you see things that are very, um, much more impressive than you expected. But of course that has a mixed thing. And this is the important part of it. Like we know what the earnings were and stuff. So when you go and see some of these things, like if you see facilities that you're amazed at the, the, what they put into it and the, the, um, the quality of it versus just the, just generally in the country and certainly in the area and stuff that it's far beyond what other competitors would be able to offer in terms of facilities and stuff. Well, if we know that and they are having trouble doing any better than breaking even, it does make you think, Ooh, should you have ever put that thing there? You know what I mean? It's like, if you went to a theme park and you were like, this is an amazing theme park. And I know from the numbers that it's barely making any money. Maybe it's not in the right location. You know what I mean? And that Uh can happen sometimes. Whereas the reverse can happen sometimes and you can see something and I'm actually impressed because I know it's making a lot of money and I'm like, you know, they haven't done that much to really do everything they could do here. Mm-hmm. That's pretty impressive, you know? So I, I think a lot of times people are just like, 
I don't know. When I talk to people, it's like, did you go there? Did you see it? Did it look nice? Did it have a fresh paint, uh, coat of paint on it and stuff <laughs> yeah, like that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Could they do X amount of business you know? out of that? Yeah. Yeah. And like you met with people, did they seem honest and decent and whatever kind of with it people? And, you know, and um, it's actually a mix. It's like getting more of a feeling for what they're like and, and getting a feeling for what the places are like. And often it's more um, getting an idea of what kind of place it is and what makes it unique. Um, both the positives and the negatives. Because anytime we come out of anything, I'll say like, you know, some things I liked about it, but also, you know, some things that aren't their their strengths and stuff, which is fine. That's not maybe what their customers are looking for and that's not their thing that they're doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think visiting is very, very important in the case of things like that. Uh, it would have been great if we could have visited in New Jersey and stuff because retail and restaurants and stuff are great things to visit in person. Um, now, for a lot of people investing, they can invest in chains that are national. Now, you have a kind of disadvantage in that you can't get information about those other people don't have. Mm-hmm. But I know why people do it, because they don't want to invest in a chain that's in a part of the country that they're not in. Because, I mean, I was talking to someone in another country and stuff, and they were talking about a chain which is in, like, not much outside one U.S. state. And they're kind of like, I can read the financials, I could guess about this stuff, but, you know... I don't actually know anything about this this yeah. market. I don't know this chain, anything like that. So it can be an advantage that way. And it is great to see retail and restaurant things that are not all over the country. And that's unfortunately, we weren't able to see that. The same thing would be true with casinos and things like that. Movie theaters, for the most part, are down to the point where the big public companies are all over the nation. There's not many that aren't. Um, mm-hmm. But you, even when you were in Illinois, looked at some restaurant things I had you look at because I can't see them. And even on a trip, they aren't in that area. Mm-hmm. So how did that go? No, it was great. It was good because... How many did you see? How many locations? What did I see? Four or five? And then I talked to like 20 different franchisees. I was just cold calling them. Right. <laughs> I pretty much told them exactly what I was doing and, yeah. and if they would you know, be willing to chat. And that's the most surprising thing to me is how willing most people are to chat. If you're like, I'm not going to publish this anywhere. I'm not going to use anyone's name, like nothing like that. But, you know, are you willing to talk to me about your business? Right. You know, and a lot of people are willing mm-hmm. and... You know, for me, you know, I was telling Jeff, um, somebody asked on the podcast how much of an influence you've had on me as an investor, right? Okay. And I kind of started my answer. I said, well, you know, I've been able to take this theory and I guess apply it to like the real world. Okay. And you actually answered my question better than I answered my question, <laughs> right. which is great. Okay. Like a great part of should, right? <laughs> you said that you think going on scuttlebutt trips has been immensely yeah. helpful for me. And and I was like, yeah, actually that is true. And just doing my own scuttlebutt has like been incredibly helpful as well because, you know, you learn so much where mm-hmm. you, you take the filings, right? You take this theory or whatever, even though the filings isn't theory, but stay with me. But you actually go and you add a level of practicalness to it because you're talking to the people that are actually running the business itself. You could hear about the way that they think about management. You know, like we could talk about the company. It was Big Apple Bagel, right? We, you wrote right. about it on Focus. I wrote about Focus. How I unlikely we'd invest in it. Yeah, unlikely yeah. that we'd invest in it. It's a very. You, it, the reason it piqued our interest is because it's the smallest, most legitimate business that produces free cash flow. Yeah, I mean, it's know, a, up up it, there. It's a mar- no, no. It's, it's it's probably the smallest that I'm aware yeah. of that consistently generates free cash flow. I mean, what's the market cap? On? Three million or, or something yeah. incredibly low like that. There's no companies that small that generate free cash flow every year. So that's why we looked at it. Yeah, and you know, from looking, you know, it's think of like a morning bagel shop and coffee, and mm-hmm. it was even little things too. Like you know, I ate at every single one. I tried like the food different food at different places and some people be like what's the point of doing that but i just you know i like to eat right and i wanted to do that and i tried the coffee and i was like it was absolutely terrible and they own the coffee brand so that's an important thing to yeah know, but it was and i'm not terrible and and, and I mean, einstein has caribou which is good coffee so. i did get made fun of though for drinking a starbucks in nashville so maybe i don't have good coffee taste 
but someone on Twitter. But <laughs> Nashville looks like a town that would have a lot of coffee shops. It's, we, certainly last does. time we were there, we were in some places that yeah, there's some streets that definitely yeah. felt that way. But yeah, so the coffee was terrible. But um, you know, just really talking to the people, seeing the way that they you know run um, these stores, and you know, really getting their thoughts on it, right? And you know, it's always interesting to me, right? How you could read these pamphlets online or just like QS, this was obviously a QSR, yeah. right? So you could go to uh, QSR like magazine or whatever the online publication is and, and get like the average revenue per place. But it's like mm-hmm. every person I talked to, it was not in that range. So it's like right. when they give like, oh, the top end of the range does, you yeah. know, 1.35 million and be like, wow, hmm, is that really just one person or two people? Because right, everyone sure. I talked to is like, uh, or uh, yeah. it pays my bills or, right. you know, I can yeah, tell yeah. that the, they're not, you know, making a ton of money mm-hmm. on this. Right. And then it's just also like feeling out, you know, a lot of QSRs as an owner, you may not make a, start to make serious amount of money or whatever you want to call that till you open two or three or four different, um, you know, stores, are they manager stores? Are they, I mean, like, do they have a manager in the store? Are they owner operated stores? Mm. Um, but you learn a lot about the industry too. Right. And guys tell me, you know, if you could make uh, a lot of money with a wholesale business, that's incredibly profitable business because you don't have to throw away anything. Right. Mm -hmm. So you price it all out at once. And, um, I thought that was pretty interesting, but you know, their views and the way that they feel about the owners and the franchise and, if they were to start their own, right. you know, or if they were to start over, would they just start their own? Would they start Jeff Gann's Bagels or would they go with Big Apple Bagel? Right. And we had suspicions of, you know, competition, Panera Bread mm-hmm. and everything. And I was talking to a lot of these people. They're like, yeah, you know, when I started, you know, with this company 15 years ago, there wasn't so much competition like there right. is now. If I were to redo it, I would probably just do it myself. Right. Whereas at the time, they didn't have that kind of thing and stuff. Yeah. And they talk about how that is in that area. Yeah. yeah. And it's a good thing because, look, you probably I don't know how many people. There are some people in that part of the country who've seen them and stuff, but a bunch of people who are investors don't know it's a public company, yeah, Big Apple Eagle. And then those who do know it's a public company and stuff haven't been to a lot of them. Mm -hmm. So it's a thing that you can do that is a big advantage. But like here from the numbers, it looks interesting. Yeah. It's very cheap, right? Mm -hmm. It's interesting. It's a very small company. They their free cash flow yield is pretty high. Like they Mm -hmm. generate good free cash flow and the quality of that. But you know, um, I don't know. We did our own scuttlebutt and we're just like, yeah, probably not. I mean, you know, we're probably not right. invested in it, you know. So it's just interesting how you could form an opinion in some questions. And a lot of times Jeff will do like the early research and you have questions and stuff right. like that. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of my job to help figure them out or whatever. Yeah. And a lot of times it's sort of like a guess or something. Mm-hmm. Like even with Big Apple Bagel, my sort of feeling was that the franchisees that were left had probably been there for a long time and probably weren't making enough money to actually be putting tons of money back into it. So on the one hand, these are successful people, like they've been doing it for a while. On the other hand, these might be a little outdated and stuff versus competition coming in new from bigger yeah. chains and things. And that kind of turned out to be true when you saw them. Yeah, that was definitely true. Yeah. From from talking to people, if you get into the business, it's either you you inherit it Right. or you buy somebody else's already existing mm-hmm. business, you don't really go as a startup. Yeah. So they're not opening up new stores like with just some guy that's like, hey, I want to open up a big Apple bagel. Right. You know, maybe you buy one or two different stores. But but again, I mean, that's just good information to know just from talking to the franchisees, right? And about their experience and going and seeing it in person and everything like that. Yeah, and you can always get a feel for... Uh, areas like whenever we go anywhere in the country with any business you're looking at you can always ask them about that area and about the employers and about things like that and gather a lot of information that way everyone's happy to do that Mm -hmm. i swear by it Mm -hmm. the more we go on trips the more i'm like we're going to be gone once a week or once a month for a week for a week yeah i mean don't you agree yeah yes and you definitely love the trips also because the two that we've done so far one we did 
early on after we were done with the marketing part of it and stuff. So it was a lot of fun to go out and do the actual investing. Yeah. Then COVID happened basically. So we did not do one a uh, week a month. It's been a very long, <laughs> very long wait till then. So yeah, I think, I think it'll be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and it's because investors won't do it too. So like, that's why, that's why I was asking you, I mean, could you figure that out from a Google search? A lot of stuff that we've seen. Obviously individual investors generally have the problem that they can't go out and do it um, on company time. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Now some, I don't know. I mean, I, I knew someone who wrote something up and we was working from home right now. I, and we visited something that someone wrote up and it was, I, by my math, 15 minutes away from him and he'd never been. So I, you could probably do that. Um, but some other ones, not, not, the case. I was just like, we should be on the road all the time because what would we be doing if not? I mean, we're we're podcasting from our hotel room right now, right? Yes. We can Other than that, we'd just be sitting we can and, do the same and, thing. and reading yeah. and doing the same. Yeah, you know? I get up and just write at the computer and stuff. So yeah, it's not all that different. No. We yeah, should be like do it all from the road. Peter Lynch did it all from the road, yeah. basically. So well, that's why if that's the life that you want to retire in eleven years or how long thirteen years, how long do you yeah, think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they asked him, so he was on the road six days a week, <laughs> yeah. right? But not even just I mean if you read his books, when he like got in the car at six or seven a.m., he was reading in the back mm-hmm. seat, right? So like he was dialed in. Yeah. And um, I was listening to a, a recent interview that I tweeted out when he was on Charlie Rose, and he was talking. Charlie Rose is like, "Wow, I mean, thirteen years or eleven years, or whatever." Like right. you're done. And Peter Lynch is like, "I'm done." He's like, "I am wiped out. I'm done." You know. And I was like, "Wow, this guy really is burnt out from it." You know. And I could yeah. see that. I mean, it is exhausting. You know, when you're constantly. You know, I was saying even just driving for long distances, mm-hmm. and if you plan it out the right way or the way you should, you know, maybe you're only driving four to five hours at a time, yeah. right? But um, there was one when we drove to Nashville. It's like I don't know. What was it? Nine, ten, eleven ten, hours. Yeah, it was, like that. I mean, ten. It was ten and a half hours driving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it was a long time to to be focusing on the road. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. you do get um, tired, but I mean, it's so. From my experience, it's just so productive. You learn so much, and mm-hmm. I, there's again, there's been a lot of situations where if we just read the thread on you know the internet or listened to other investors, we probably wouldn't be as interested in the stock. I agree with that. A lot of people are gonna hate the podcast, this podcast, because they're gonna say, "Well, thanks, I can't do that." That's what they say with the Phil Fisher one. You know, the scuttlebutt. Yeah. They're like, "Oh, it's a great book, but I can't do that." Yeah, I mean, you can do it. So find out what you can do in your local area and stuff. You can do it. You okay, can certainly but me cold over- calling franchisees and just like saying, "Hey, we want, can you talk?" But, by the way, there's also we found a handful of businesses in Fort Worth and Dallas and stuff. I mean. Fort Worth isn't that far from uh, Dallas and stuff. So it would be, I mean, I could easily come up with a dozen businesses that we could visit in person within an hour or so of Dallas. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a little extreme, but still, that, that would, when I lived in New Jersey, that would have been true too. So it's not true for somebody to listen to this, mm-hmm. you know, but, the, you know, if you are where we are now, there's fewer businesses, but. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Cool. Well, we will report back. We've got one more week. Hopefully it's going to be productive. Schedule. Says we're no, gonna be no tornadoes or anything like that. Yes, no tornadoes. And the funniest thing about that that story that we told, by the way, yeah. for those that don't remember, Jeff and I, there was a good thirty seconds where I thought we were gonna die. I okay. literally was like, "This is it." So we're Apparently driving I did too because you said you looked over at me and that's Jeff like never gets problem. nervous, scared, nothing. <laughs> there was a good ten to fifteen seconds where he's like, "Oh yeah," I'm like, "Oh yeah," he's thinking like the same thing I'm thinking, like, "Oh shit," right? And so we're in Texas mm-hmm. and. We're listening to the snowball all as well. Right. We're just whatever. We probably have another three to four hours back to Dallas. And all of a sudden, it starts raining really hard, so much to the point where I even turned down the volume. Mm-hmm. I was at 10 and 2 on the wheel. I'm like, mm-hmm. I need to focus, right? So I turned on the volume, and 
probably about 10 seconds after that, both of our cell phones, Jeff yeah. doesn't have a cell phone anymore, anymore but both but of our cell phones, back then, yeah. they started, it was, uh, the alert was going off right. emergency. It said, take cover, tornado. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what do we do? And it was th- it was at this point for a good mm-hmm. 10 to 15 seconds. I was like, okay, do we pull over? Do I go under this bridge? Like, what do we do, right? Right. So luckily, there was an exit. We get off at the exit, mm-hmm. and we there's sirens going off like crazy. We pull into a Walmart. Thank God there was a Walmart that just happened mm-hmm. to be right off the highway. Yeah, and we get out of the car, and there's a lady at the a Walmart worker mm-hmm. that was like waving to us, like get inside. So we run inside. We're escorted to the back. You know, long story short, business as usual. We hang out in the back, and everything was okay. But what was crazy was when we did get back on the road, we let the storm get a little bit more forward or whatever before we left. We probably were at Walmart for like 20 yeah, minutes, we, 25 yeah, minutes. Yeah, Texas and people warned us to yeah. let it go because it was destroying other places. Um, It was like tearing up trees. Like, it yeah. was a full-blown tornado. Like, yeah. you and I would have been, boom, we were like gone, you know? Yeah. But that was just a weird day in general because we were staying in a hotel and this is the part that like we didn't talk about on the podcast like that day was just weird we, we, every trip so we've done two trips now we've hit at least one place each time that you weren't happy through the night at yeah that's so true. maybe that's one reason why people don't do these yeah, trips well, when, we're, when we're in pittsburgh i asked Jeff, we, we don't like stay at the ritz when we do these yeah uh, i mean but we're trips. not saying like I mean, motels or anything but yeah no but yeah. we're all staying sometimes in random places in west virginia yeah. and ohio and georgia and wherever yeah, yeah. Um, I when we were in Pittsburgh, I asked Jeff the next morning. I'm like, "Did you hear what's going on last night?" And he's no. like, "No, not well." But I was just sitting up in my like, just sitting up in the bed. Literally, it was like two thirty three. There was like a war going outside of our room. Yeah, literally a war. And I was like, "What is going on right now?" I'm like, I'm kind of like Jeff's like where you were sleeping was kind of by the door. Like that's where your bed was. Yeah. I'm like, "What is going on right now?" Um, uh, yeah, last time we had an issue with that, and I never, I've never told you this, but I was considering going because I thought funny. Oh, yeah. To go and knock on their door. Oh, yeah. Because that'd be funny to see your reaction. But I was worried that you'd be like, uh, I have to go with him. Oh, yeah. You know, like I can't let him go alone, you know, yeah, and stuff yeah. to tell them to do it. Cause so I, tell the backstory. This is funny. We yeah. haven't talked about this on the podcast. Well, no, just that we, so we were staying in a hotel room. Yeah. And in the room next door, there was some stuff going on between these two guys. I don't know exactly what was going on. That was like three or four. Okay. Maybe yeah. it was three or four. But uh, they were having quite a. Thing, and they were like i'm leaving and this and that they were like throwing furniture around and everything and whatever <laughs> who knows uh and uh yeah and so i mean eventually we decided to it was very very early in the morning yeah and we decided we're just gonna yeah there was just we're gonna leave and like just make good time because we're gonna leave at like five in the morning or whatever we decided yeah. to do but that's not a, the cra- that night was not just that do you remember what happened a few hours earlier oh, with the fire alarm yes yeah yeah so fire alarm went off and Andrew was sleeping, and I f- he had a headphones on his head, and I figured he was he went off around midnight or one a.m. around that time, and I figured that it was um that you were just like like I actually figured at first that you were just um like you were just gonna ignore it or something and think it would stop in a second, and then I realized that's not what was happening, and so um then I thought maybe you'd had more of the uh cider that we had sampled for a research purposes yeah we, we i bought some cider from Copenberg. a company that we know yeah so i bought two of their ciders and tested them out yeah. um but i i seem to remember that i had had more of them than you had so yeah, i didn't did. think that that was the problem yeah um and uh yeah and so i was trying shaking you to wake you up and stuff
stuff. Because I did for like a good couple minutes, right? Yeah, I just would not wake no, up. No, it was yeah. Really and you, weird. It's, so I just picture you being like looking at like the bottle or like the cases of cider. Yep. Be like, what the hell? Like, did he just drink a lot? Like, is he drunk? You said that you thought I was like just like drunk. Yeah, I, didn't, I had like a couple sips because I'm like, right. ah, I'm just gonna go yeah. bad. You know? Yeah, it's the only theory that I could have. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So we had to get up and get out of there. Yes, yeah, so that happened at one a.m. And then, and then yeah, probably probably five a.m. or something. They were so loud that we couldn't sleep and so and then we left and we drove and then we almost died in a tornado yes so that may be why people don't do the research trips yeah because of things insane yeah well we'll be headed back to the same part of the country there so it's a different part of the country we're doing this time we'll be back down towards the southeast again we'll see if the same <laughs> stuff happens down there yikes so. that's cool it's good this is great one day we'll write a book on all this that happens but it's and you couldn't wake me up which just shows how exhausted i probably was right yes <laughs> the, the driving probably doesn't really exhaust you yeah and, well i was like delusional you're shaking me i'm like when i finally woke up i was like what is going on i mean the alarm's going off you're shaking yeah. me i'm like what yeah. is this you know mm-hmm. insane insane anyways I hope people like a little bit more behind the scenes. It's fun. <laughs> you know, it is fun. So I want to thank everybody so much for tuning in with Jeff and myself. Make sure you hit the subscribe button, both on YouTube and the podcast side things. The support means everything to us. And we will see you in the next podcast. Take care.